Hello, and welcome back. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of a functional analysis chiropractic technique, a chiropractic technique based on movement and breathing, and this is another fact podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to cover something simple, short little podcast. We're going to cover shoes. We're going to cover your, your wheels, your kicks. What type of shoes should you wear for powerlifting or for general weightlifting? Now, because of the popularity of CrossFit, you can see that there are specific weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting shoes that have taken off. Even the mainstream companies like Nike and Puma have now put them out because there's a demand. I remember back in the late 70s and 80s, if you wanted an Olympic lifting shoe, you had to get uh, Polish weightlifting shoes from Poland. It would take months and months to get. Um, They were made one at a time. And then in the 80s, um, Scott Safe, here in Minnesota, um, I was lifting in Baltimore. I was living in Baltimore at the time. But Scott Safe in Minnesota started putting out high-heeled powerlifting shoes. They were called Safe USA shoes out of uh, Minnesota. And you had to order them, and you'd send your little coupon you know, you cut it out of Powerlifting USA, mail it, and maybe a month later you got the shoes, which was fast back then. And uh, you had these shoes that were amazing. They, they were sturdy. They had good uh, north-south, east-west traction, um, like a crepe-type rubber sole. So you weren't going anywhere once you got set because you're always walking out the weights. And they had a little heel there, maybe an inch, inch and a half. Um, sometimes I've seen two-inch heels. And that, those heels um, would put the weight more up on your quads and help you sit back a little bit. Now, again, that's what everyone wore. They thought it was big. Now, a big trend came out of uh, Westside um, in Columbus, Ohio, Westside Barbell Club, to go with a flat chuck or a flat shoe. So there was always a, an agreement, do you wear these Olympic weightlifting shoes for powerlifting, for squats, or do you wear chucks? Well, I started competing in 1981. This is 2020 at the time. So it's been a few years uh, under my belt, coaching, hosting, directing, and being an athlete and training for powerlifting. And I've seen it all, almost all. I should never say that because there's always something that'll come up. But uh, one thing, I learned my lesson about these shoes about mm, four or five years ago when I ran into the Nemesis powerlifting team. I had taken a long time out from uh, competitive powerlifting. I still did some on the side. But, I, you know, I noticed that the squat numbers were going up on Powerlifting USA in the magazines and nationally. People were now doing 900, 1,000, 1,100-pound squats. I even think a few years ago, there were some close runs at 1,200-pound squats. And I noticed everyone was in flats. But uh, I had always competed in high heel shoes. So I actually had some designed and made because Safe USA wasn't making them anymore. I don't know if Titan was making them or someone else, but they were very expensive at the time. But I had them designed and made and you know sent to me i was all excited to start training with this nemesis powerlifting team probably in uh, 2014 maybe um six years ago and they had a a couple thousand pound squatters on the team 
So anyway, um, I brought my high heels and everyone gave me some grief about the high heeled shoes. And I was bent over, my torso was not upright. I was bent over probably 20 degrees, 25 degrees, and trying to find depth. That's the top of your knee um, parallel with the hip crease, or you're you know, basically going below parallel. Well, after uh, switching to chucks and basically throwing them in the closet, I, you know, they're still there, they've been worn probably twice, and going with the flat show, I was a flat sole, I was able to get more upright. Now, it took some time. I went from struggling with 700 pounds, you know, in my, uh, my fancy-dancy high-heeled Olympic weightlifting or CrossFit shoes, they, they use them in CrossFit too, to um, dropping down to about four or 500 pounds for repetitions to learn form with these flat soles. But what I realized is you can go wider, which is you can handle more weight when you're a little wider. And I was able to track my knees better and push them out, flare my knees out, which is, you know, a wonderful thing to do. And most of the weight shifted from my quads to my glutes and my hamstrings and my hips, where, which are stronger muscles. So going to flats worked. But I'm wondering, I've seen a lot of lifters, um, even state-level lifters, still in these uh, these shoes. And what I've come to realize is that, you know, the heel lift itself, when you're first learning to squat, helps you remain more upright. Most people cannot do a regular squat. They can barely get out of, you know, off their stool if they tried or their chair correctly. So, you know, initially it helps them lean forward a little bit and, you know, assume a more upright position rather than bent over at the torso, at the waist, doing a good morning type procedure or movement. So, you know, that, that'll prevent the collapse due to muscle weakness and balances, you know, when you're wearing a high-heeled shoe. So it works really great for novices. I used to put a two and a half pound plate under the heels of people I'm trying to teach how to squat because they just couldn't sit back enough. So you put, you raise their heel up no matter what they were wearing and that helped them sit back more. Sometimes a five pound plate, sometimes a 25 pound plate to get them to get more upright because the best way to squat is that point A to B be in the shortest plane possible. In other words, you want to shorten that distance that the bar travels. And let me repeat that again. Now that powerlifting has moved into an era of social media and scientific uh, barragement from the social media, lots of information is popular now. When I began lifting, you know, in 1981, it was not popular, just not popular almost 40 years ago. Um, now it is. Um, so we're getting more information. So yeah, high heel, high heeled Olympic weightlifting shoes amazingly will help the the new or intermediate lifter. There are no all-time world record holding power lifters that are using high heel shoes. I've seen them in a few masters, but you know a lot of that is because they have injuries or some muscle imbalances. But if you look at Dave Hoff, if you look at um, Bob Merck, if you look at any of the top squatters out there, most of them, most of them, 90% 
are in flat soles. And that's always a good hint. If you see what the top lifters are doing, you know, follow their program, study their technique, and look at what the shoes they're wearing, their gear they're wearing. Now, again, most pe there are some genetic freaks out there that um, would like higher heels or their big quad squatters. But in general, what I have seen, if you take a top squatter, if you take, you know, state level, even a national master's level squatter, and they may be squatting seven, 800 pounds, and if you can convince them, like myself, to move into uh, chucks or some flat soles or reduce that heel lift, you'd be amazed at how much better they do. That's just a personal observation, looking at hundreds of lifters, probably thousands of lifters, you know, lift um, over almost 40 years. Um, and my personal experience, you know, changing things up. My technique is completely different than it was in the 1980s and 90s. And it's good for me because I have a lot of injuries. So I need to shorten the path that the bar travels. Again, shorten the path that the bar travels. Whatever technique you use for that will give you uh, better results. Now, if you're quad dominant, that means most of your strength from your squat comes from your quadriceps, the muscles in the front of your thigh. Yes, Olympic weightlifting shoes, heeled shoes do help. But, or if you want to, you know, get bigger muscles, if you just want to work them, yeah. I mean, if you're bodybuilding, if it's off season, throw those on. It's kind of a variation like conjugate, you know, throw on those shoes and just work your quads. But remember, you're, you're going to overtax that patella tendon a little bit. And there's a lot of knee injuries that I've seen. So it's amazing how I've seen people, you know, give up powerlifting because of a knee or an ankle issue and they're wearing those high heeled shoes. So again, think about that. The hip is a much stronger, more stable joint than the knee. So if you want to shift the weight back to the, the weight and the effort back to the hips, which is stronger, you know, go flat. So just to summarize, if you're a beginning lifter, you don't have the flexibility in your hips and knees to maintain your shins perpendicular with the ground. That means 90 degrees for whatever reason, because you haven't worked on hip flexibility, you're going too narrow with your stance. Maybe heeled shoes would help. Olympic weightlifting shoes would help. But again, if you want big weights, you want to shift everything to your hips and your wider stance squatter, you want to go with flats like chucks. And again, if you're going for records, national records, world records, which should be your goal starting out anyway. I don't know why anyone would want to start lifting weights, putting all this effort into powerlifting or an exercise endeavor just to, you know, compete at the state level. One thing uh, my motto has always been, and when I joined our powerlifting team and I was a little hesitant to joining it, I didn't want to join a team that was focused on winning a local meet or state meets. I wanted, some, I wanted to work with people that were always pushing to get on a national big stage, a big platform. One, that's what I was used to, and two, there's no reason for pushing for a local meet or a state level meet unless that is absolutely genetically the only level your body can go. But here's the thing, I have never seen anyone or worked with anyone that I haven't been able to train if they listen and they put in the time and effort for a year or two 
that can get to that cannot get to the state or a national level. You can get to a national level. You just have to have the right programming. You have to have the right group to lift with, the right recovery, and of course, the right kicks. And this has been another fact podcast. And as Louis Simmons says, as far as shoes go, don't have $100 shoes in a 10-cent squat.